Welcome to Manager Tools. How to handle back-to-back -back meetings, part one. Here we go. I remember my executive life and oh my, back-to-back -back meetings all the time. Back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back -to -back -to -back is crazy. And that was 25 years ago. And there are people who come to us now and act as if this is a new phenomenon. And it's, <laughs> it's right. because, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah, it never happened before in the last, except in the last five years. Yeah, yeah, this has happened forever. And until I learned how to deal with it, it was a challenge. And there are, there are some things, folks, you can do some things to, to help alleviate this problem. Yeah. And look, we respect, I mean, when people say, I don't know what to do. So, well, we, we've got some solutions. We respect that it's painful. It makes you, your ability to achieve your own objectives much harder, okay? And yet, at the same time, there are a lot of things you can do. Now, the problem is, the, the quickest problem we get to the issue of, well, here's some things to do, is, well, no, it's our culture. It's just like email. Right. Well, they blame it on the culture. And, and I think most people fail to realize that yeah, it is the culture, we, and we respect that it's the culture in your place, and everyone hates it, and nobody has to tolerate a culture they don't want, and your culture is more flexible than you realize. You can do small things to make your experience of the culture, the parts of the culture of your company that you don't like, more tolerable. Right. Well, and I think you have to change your, your mindset because a lot of managers I talk to, they want the culture to change. They want the organization to solve the problem. And the organization is not going to solve the problem for you. You have to change your own behavior if you want to get control of this, right? Well, I was, I was playing golf with my friend Dana Gordon yesterday, and Dana said to me, yeah, you can only change yourself. You can't change someone else, right? That's right. Let alone an entire organization. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and that's the whole point of manager tools is we're not trying to change the whole organization. We're trying to change the manager. We're trying to help the manager be more effective. Um, and that's what this cast is about. So there are some simple changes we can do to become more effective around two full calendars. Here they are at a high level, guys. We've got nine recommendations. Uh, strategy number one is schedule the meetings you control for 45 minutes. Okay? And we have a podcast for that, by the way. We have guidance on that. Strategy number two, delegate or assign some meetings. We just did a cast about delegating and assigning some meetings. Okay, You can do that, guys. It works. Executives do it all the time. Great managers do it all the time as well. Yeah, we have a cast for that. <laughs> right. Strategy three, put your priorities on your calendar. This is something most people don't realize. Their calendar is full because their calendar is happening to them, and there is a way to get out in front of it, uh, and we'll tell you how. And we have a cash for that as well. And then strategy four, learn the value of calendar soup, which we also have a cast for. In fact, Mike, I'm just going to tell you now, I felt that this was the first cast that we really amalgamated several other pieces of guidance to address a problem that we mentioned this problem in these casts before, but we're putting it all together in one place because people have been asking for that, you know, solve my particular problem in, in one podcast. So we also have five tactics. They seem boring, but good management is usually boring. First is be on time because that's part of the reason meetings go right up until the time when you're supposed to be at the next one. Be prepared because meetings will finish sooner if you're ready to contribute. Leave early, and you just have to be willing to do it, guys. It's not rocket science. You just say, sorry, I have another meeting. Be present. Stop doing mail. Uh, 
and then also take effective notes. And we have pod, we have guidance on several of those as well. Yeah. I love strategy one, schedule 45 minutes. I, I don't know of any meeting that lasts an hour that couldn't be done in 45 minutes. So take your hour meetings, schedule it for 45 minutes, and there you go, 15 minutes back. It's no longer a back-to-back meeting. Yeah, I actually, I think in the podcast, in the guidance we put out about this, we said, any meeting you guys can run in an hour, we can run in 45 minutes. Um, I was embarrassed to discover that I thought of this as an enormous competitive advantage, have all of my career. Um, and many people have said, the way you run meetings is so good, We're, we get done, we, we accomplish stuff. And, uh, and then recently, uh, Wendy's parents were here in California and we were talking about having dinner with them. And, uh, she said, my parents say the shortest dinners they've ever been to are with you. And I thought, Ooh, maybe I took the, <laughs> maybe I took the efficiency thing a little too far there. How long are their dinners? <laughs> That's what I want. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Another, yeah. Another um, well, I'm the guy, I'm the guy who the moment we sit down, I hand a credit card, so there's no question about who's paying. And then, you know, when we're close to thinking coffee or dessert or something like that, I say, bring the check. And they'll bring you another check if somebody decides to order something more. I find it annoying that at the end of the meal, they bring a check that is not effective. It's not useful because I don't know if people realize that when they bring you the check, they're suggesting it's time for you to go because they right. want to turn the table. Uh, they want you out. I mean, they're not being quite that rude. And if you give them your card first, they can bring you the bill that you can sign and be done. If they bring you the check, they're sending you a message. You have to give them your card. They have to go back and run the card and come back with the check. So I don't find that terribly rushing people. I just find that as saving some steps. But, but anyway, um, for those people who don't have a lot of time, that's how you can get some more time back. But look, you can't do this with all the meetings. And you're going to get annoyed at people who don't do this. And so they're going to be still doing back-to-back meetings. But those meetings you do control, you can schedule for 45 minutes. And by the way, the moment you start doing this and people see their calendars and realize that there are some meetings that are only going 45 minutes, and then suddenly they connect, hey, those are all Ozans. Those are all horsemen's. And they're going to go, they go to a couple of your meetings and you facilitate efficiently with recognition that everybody needs time back and suddenly it will spread. And somebody will say, I mean, look, it's possible you'll have a naysayer, but somebody will say at one point, well, dude, stop complaining about, about you know, back-to-back meetings. Just do 45 minutes like Ozan and it'll be fine. It's your meeting. You control it. Outlook's standard scheduled time of an hour doesn't have to rule you. And guys, believe it or not, we've met people over the years who have mistakenly believed that their organization mandated our oh. meeting. <laughs> okay. Because when they schedule them, this, the Outlook made them an hour long. Yeah. And that default can be changed, guys. So look, we've put out guidance before on 45-minute meetings. Simply put, shortening a meeting when you're used to an hour means thinking a bit in advance about the agenda, five minutes for welcome purpose agenda, 10 minutes for each agenda item. Announce each agenda item's purpose at the start of that item. Finish each item on time by facilitating crisply and saying, we're moving on to the next item. Okay, and then are there deliverables? Who's going to do what by when? And by the way, because this is about meetings, we encourage you to listen to 
our get out of jail cast, which are about the basics of meetings, which came out 10 years ago. Yeah. You mentioned that, by the way, I, it occurred to me. I mean, you said you alluded to it earlier. I mean, you're, you're doing this, right? We're recommending you do this to make your life easier, you know, at least a little bit easier. But right. I, I mean, your colleagues are going to absolutely love it, right? Everybody has <laughs> too many meetings. Everybody. Yeah. Right. So yeah, we get done 45 minutes. I mean, you, you're the hero, right? Every, right. every, every other person in that room is going, Oh my God, thank you. I love you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so you put, you actually put in the meeting request. We all have too many meetings. I'll make sure we're done in 45 minutes. Yeah. And I got to tell you, just the I'll make sure, meaning I'm the facilitator, I'm in charge, mm. changes things. So many people think, well, it happens to us. Somebody hires me. I go to a client and I'm ready at 7.30 or 7.45 in the morning. 8 o'clock comes around, and the head person is sort of wandering around. I said, we need to start. He's like, oh, yeah, well, there's some people not here. I'm like, you're a senior executive. I mean, is this is the culture. Clearly, if you're a senior executive and you don't think you can, you can start a meeting on time when you were the person who invited people. And you outranked everybody in the room. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. crazy. That's crazy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, look, when you do this, again, you're only going to do it one time and you're going to save those 15 minutes or you're going to make the, the, the back-to-back meeting thing less painful for that one pairing between the shorter meeting and the longer one after it. But we still think, like we said, you're going to start something. If you do this for a recurring meeting, you'll have solved that back-to-back meeting problem you know, indefinitely or at least for the next couple of months. And you're going to essentially set a model for how other people do it. And look, guys, if you're a director and you have managers working for you, is there a manager working for you or you that is incapable of thinking for five minutes about an agenda and saying, we're going to finish in 45 minutes? Guys, when you become a director, you don't inherit the culture of the company. You get a chance to remake the culture, keep all the good stuff. But change the culture and and have people say, oh, yeah, over there, they do things differently. It's 45-minute meetings. Standard. People aren't going to say, ooh, the culture is going to punish them. People are going to say, that's awesome. They love that. I'm going to work over there. Because everybody complains. I don't know a single person who says, I like it. Right? There's there's an old saying that I love, which is, when there is chaos, someone benefits. Yeah. In this case, you know who benefits? The people who are late and don't like deliverables. Hmm. Yeah, they don't want to change it. And by the way, because everybody else complains about it, usually the people who are high, high performers, they join in and complain too. But nobody's changing it. Now, look, guys, we know this doesn't solve all your problems. It only solves the ones that you manage, you lead, you control. But you got to start somewhere. Don't complain. Make a difference. If no one else follows, Fine. Again, the smart folks are going to see what you're doing. Hour-long back-to-back meetings are just institutionalized laziness in the form of lack of planning and mindless subordination to stupid technology tools and defaults. So for those other meetings you go to that are an hour long, be quiet. Follow the tactics we mention, not the strategies, but the tactics we mention uh, in a little bit. Yeah. And don't complain about me. I was going to say, right? Don't complain about others' lack of efforts in this, in this regard. That's, that's going to get you nowhere. Matter of fact, it's going to get you, um, 
uh, on the negative column. So yeah, just, don't yeah. do it. When somebody says, oh, oh, sorry about the back-to-back meeting. I know you're the 45-minute meeting guy, which is a total you-know-what move. You just say to them, dude, you're meeting. No problem. I'm here on time, right? In part because you left your previous meeting early. And I suspect at least one of you will have a situation where you'll go to a meeting, you'll be on time, even though your meetings were back-to-back because you use our later tactic of uh, leave early. And somebody's going to say to you, uh, didn't you have another meeting? He said, yeah, I'm here. Oh, well, sorry. You know, everybody else isn't here. I'm not going to start yet. No worries. I'll do mail. There you go. Yeah. 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 And then you could also say, just thought I'd be respectful. Be here on time. Yeah. And try to say it without that tone in your voice. Yeah. That, that's a backhanded. Uh, yeah. And then and then when they say, oh, that's kind of a sting on everybody else. No, it's not. It's okay. We Everybody does it. Everybody shows up late. I respect it. And I'm on time. Just a choice I'm making. That's all. You, you want to turn it into something else negative? That's up to you, dude. Yeah. And look, guys, um, we've talked about this before, about the, the accrual of time. When you reach about five hour-long meetings in a day, right? So 9 to 10, 10 to 11, 11 to 12, 1 to 2, 2 to 3. That's when folks start complaining, okay? If you only have three meetings, three-hour-long meetings in a day, that's a pretty light day. You hit five or more, it seems to be the tipping point for folks. When we hear people complaining and when we look at people's calendars, that's what we see. So let's assume you only control one-fifth of the meetings you attend. So you can only cut 15 minutes off of five meetings a week because that would mean you would have, if you have five meetings a day, you have 25 meetings in a week. And five of those are yours, one-fifth, right? Which means you cut 15 minutes off of five of those. That's a little over an hour every week, okay? It's actually an hour and 15 minutes, but let's assume we only benefit an hour's worth because we're all inefficient. Do the math on that. Over the course of a year, that hour every week adds up to 50 hours, which is an entire work week. That's huge. Can you imagine? I, yeah, give me a yeah. give me a week to focus on my on my priorities. A free week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now you have to get good at efficiency efficiency methods such that you take advantage of those fifteen minutes and don't just lay around. God, think how much Facebook stuff I can get done in there. Yeah. And the number of tweets that I can send in. Yeah, that, exactly. That week. I mean, well, I have people all the time say. Yeah, I know the executives are really busy. They get in a car and I expanded on talking to them and they have their phone calls they're making. So yeah, they're using their time. The ones that are really smart about time, they know that the time never comes back. So you get as much stuff done as you can. And you fill in all the interstitial time with things like phone calls. Yeah. Now, we've talked about uh, our, our next strategy before. And I again, this I love all these things. So they work so, so well. And so if you have back-to-back meetings, then... Delegate some of them, right? Don't go. That's one way to save yourself an hour. An hour. <laughs> Just don't go, yeah. right? And to be fair, we're going to cover this at a high level, but our, di- our guidance on this topic is pretty detailed. Yes, it is. When you look at your calendar, you're probably like many of us in that you're in calendar mode. You're in time mode. But you're not really in priority mode, which is I have 17 things to do and which one's most important and how much time am I going to spend on that, Okay. That makes you see all equally long blocks of time as essentially equal resources. 
And as time, they are that. But we're not supposed to schedule our time. We're supposed to schedule our priorities. We don't manage time because time doesn't need to be managed. We manage our priorities. Even if everything's important, there are still relative priorities. So choose the less important meetings and delegate them. Or let me modify that. Look at all your meetings, particularly the recurring ones. They need up a bunch of time over time. Find the least important one and delegate it. Okay? And if it's a recurring meeting, there's an assumption that that has more value. It's not a one-off. And so it's probably better to delegate that one to one of your better performing directs. If it's a one-off meeting, you can probably assign it to someone versus delegating your responsibility. It's totally okay to step on your direct's calendar because it's likely that what you're asking them to do is probably more important than what they're doing at that time. Okay? Try one. See if it works. We suspect it will. Try another one. See if it works. We suspect it will. We suspect the bottom third of your meetings, you can delegate or assign. And we would recommend doing the whole schmear all at once and getting a real peace dividend out of it or a time dividend out of it. But maybe not. Maybe you want to be a little bit more careful, so you'll do one at a time. That's fine. No problem. It'll take a little longer, and you'll be a little bit safer, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And don't worry about being slapped down a little bit. I mean, you're... Yeah, you know, occasionally your boss is going to overrule you, right? I know I I want you at this meeting. You need to be there. Yeah, on this thing I want you there. But guys, probably not as much as you think you will. I mean, ask yourself, this is a problem. If you were an executive and you had a meeting and somebody couldn't come, one of the one of your directs or manager couldn't come but sent a replacement, would you have a problem with that? Because if you do, then you are only going to have the meeting with everybody's there, which means you'll never have the meeting, right? That's right. And yet people say, oh, no, 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 it's different. If I um, say to people, it's okay, but you don't know our executives. They're jerks. They're mean. They're the, no, that's not been my experience. Or I'm so important that, every, that I have to be there, right? That exactly. I have to be there, right? Yeah. And look, you might get your hand slapped or you have to go, but you may be getting an hour or two or three every week. And look, guys, if you're opposed to taking any risk of hand slapping at all, please get out of the business of being a manager. We're not asking you here to put your head in the mouth of a lion, okay? We're asking you to take small steps, be cognizant of the political ramifications, stop doing it if it's not a hand slap, but your executive is ripping you a new one, okay? Fine. But gee whiz, don't sit there and say the fear of that causes me to believe that I should never do that. Because I promise you, some of those executives got there by flouting some of the culture along the way. Yeah. Now, our next strategy, put your priorities on your calendar. I've heard you say many, many times that this is your favorite strategy of all, right? Yeah, it is. And it's incredibly powerful and you know maybe maybe it takes a couple weeks but in three weeks man it's going to make it's going to make a difference yeah I, I tell you um people just don't realize the extent to which their calendar is ruled by urgency and immediacy what's happening right now people don't realize that their calendar is constantly happening to them and the people who are good at calendars simply say no i'm going to take back part of my calendar for those things that are important to me. 
I'm not saying to everyone else, you can't have my time. I'm just saying you can only have the time that is available after I have time to get my stuff done. And I'm not suggesting you get 30 hours of your 40 or 50 a week to simply sit at your desk and work. I'm not suggesting that at all. In this case, with back-to-back meetings, is one of the reasons so many feel, so many of us feel overwhelmed with meetings is they aren't necessarily well aligned with the work we need to get done in our role as a working manager. Okay, and guys, we've said it before. We'll say it again until the time Mike and I are gone from Manager Tools. The work tasks all of us choose to do day to day are our priorities. Okay, you can't say. I like red, but I'm choosing blue. And if you always choose blue, then blue's your what you like and not red, okay? Whether your official priorities are X or Y or Z, if you do ABC, ABC are by definition, by inference, by standard professional inference, what's important to you, okay? And because those meetings aren't necessarily aligned with your ABC, and it's way easier to blame them because they're keeping you from getting your work done. But if you keep doing the meetings and you don't make time for your own work and you feel disappointed in the quality of work, what you've essentially said is those meetings are my priorities. We understand that the reason is because of fear of uh, retribution or fear of of, uh, ramifications or consequences, but that doesn't change the fact that those are your priorities. Right. And that the idea of having some random person out there who has the ability through the corporate systems to schedule you for a call the idea of those folks like setting your priorities this just makes no sense yeah exactly so the powerful solution to this is to take back your calendars put time on your calendar for your priorities your work and now to be clear this does take deciding take time or you know you have to figure out what your priorities are and we've we've covered that in other guidance as well now, I will tell you the first mistake that many folks make. They try this effort. Okay, I'm going to sit down and figure out what my priorities are. I'm going to put them on my calendar. And they fail because they try to implement this change right away this week. But one of your problems with your calendar is your sense, which is accurate, that your calendar is not in your complete control. You can't just cancel everything on it because you want to take control. It's funny that sense to which people use the word control about calendar and time and so on. The fact that you want to take control is a nice feeling, but you can't actually do it because there are other things on your calendar that you decide, no, I'm going to go to that. On the other hand, if your spouse were suddenly seriously ill, you can take control of your calendar and send a note out and say, I won't be in this week. And no, you won't be missed in part because everyone respects you, hopefully, and you're doing what you need to do. And partly because you're not as important as you may think you are. Right, exactly. (laughs) But look, guys, here's the solution to this problem. The key to this problem is to start putting your priorities on your calendar three weeks from now. Guys, take a look at your calendar three weeks from today. You'll discover it's largely free of the kind of back-to-back meetings that are so problematic that we're talking about today. Your calendar fills up one to two weeks in advance. To get control of your calendar forever into the future, all you need to do is seed the next two weeks to the past and put time on your calendar in the future. Now, you're going to have to combine that with strategy four, which we'll talk about in a second, but 
It absolutely can get done. And again, as long as you don't think you get 20 or 30 hours for your own stuff. So decide what your priorities are. Okay, I'm really going to need four hours a week on this or that or this. Okay, great. Now, ignore the next two weeks, this week, next week, and the next week, and look out three weeks. And suddenly you'll discover open oceans, open fields of golden grain waving in the wind waiting (laughs) for you. You could pretty much take over your Monday morning or your Tuesday morning or I whatever. I probably wouldn't do that. And don't be blocking out two and a half hours or four hours for private time or blocked or whatever. Don't be stupid. Put down what you'll be working on. And then you have to have the courage and the, the uh, uh, self-control to actually work on those things during those times. Oh, and by the way, you could put email on there too since email's eating up a bunch of your time. But that's another bit of guidance. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll finish this one up next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long.